And one of the things that how I started personally started off as far as fatherhood was concerned was I look back on how I came up and I always told myself when I became a dad, however, the situation was I was going to be in that my, my child's life. Mm-hmm. And I made I can tell you, like you, you think that you have a plan. It's like the old Mike Tyson deal. You think you have a plan until you get punched in the mouth? I thought I had a plan. I was going to do this, and I was going to do that with my son, and my son being DJ, and and I had all these wild plans, and then it was thrust on you like, you got to change pampers. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be, you know, you, you know, extremely patient. There were so many things that you're not, you never prepare yourself for, man. And I, I made so many mistakes One of the great things uh, about, I think, the three of us doing this show together is we're, we're like-minded in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's We could go down the list of things that I think we're similar on, uh, but one I think that draws us uh, the closest together is, is the fact that we're all fathers. Yeah. Um, next week is Father's Day, our day. I mean, it's my favorite day of the year after Christmas. Because you're getting a gift. You know? Well, I mean, here's a, so here's the thing, though. Hard, aren't is here's, why does it, <laughs> so as, as, as a guy. Just let him go, dude. As, I'm just saying. I saw the, the smile on his face. Right I, oh, I've yeah. got some, I can, and, dude, I'll come back to and this. you're I, sitting I, here I, talking about how selfish he is. I'm just saying. He just, I saw it in his eyes when he said here's, Father's Day. Here's my gift. Here's my rebuttal. Here's my rebuttal. No, it's not a gift. I could care less about a gift. It's about like. What you hey, getting? you get to go do what you want to do. Isn't that the Guilt greatest free. gift? Yes. Guilt-free. Like, hey, do you want to go golf? Go golf. You want to go hunt? Go hunt. You just want to go mow the yard in the back, and I'll keep the kids inside and not run in front yeah. of the lawnmower? Yeah. Go do it. It's yeah. great. But my, the thing is, is why do I feel like there's a lot of pressure for, for husbands and fathers mm-hmm. in that anniversaries? It's kind of our job to, like, right. put it all together, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother's Day, yep. Valentine's Day, all our job to it's do us. those things. Yes. Look, and I'm not taking away from the wives. This is, that's not what this is. This is not me saying they don't do anything because think about it, every single birthday for everybody, they plan, yeah. they shop, Christmas, Christmas, they do all that for everybody. Thanksgiving. Like, no, yes. Yeah. Like, so I'm not yeah. saying, but like the relational, like it's nice to have Father's Day is all I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this Sunday. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. But what we're going to talk about today is really just our perspective as fathers. Not a single one of us will claim that we have it figured out. Mm-hmm. We're still navigating the process. Uh, we've got ranges. You know, Darren's Darren's oldest is in his late twenties, mm-hmm. uh, all the way down to Ben's newest, that is just over a year old. Mm-hmm. So we've we've got kind of the gamut covered, uh, but we're just going to kind of share some some struggles that we've had, some victories that we've had, yeah. some of our perspectives. Things have changed. I mean, I would say even it's it's weird. I would even say things have changed significantly from my nine year old daughter to my twins. Mm. My nine year old daughter, twins are four, and so parenting was it, it was different, even just a five year gap. Right. So it's constantly evolving. There's you know we're seeing so many new books and tips and equipment and this that like parenting yeah. to do it right you have to do this i don't know i think talking about fatherhood there's really one simple thing and then everything else falls underneath is is, is just bonus is presence 
Yeah. Wow. You hit it. You hit it on the head. Uh, that is one of the things that, you know, you take it, you know, my, my entire life, of course, I have four kids and, and had my first in 92. And, you know, I was young. I was 23, 22 years old at the time. Didn't know what I was doing. I uh, wasn't expecting to be a father. And it was automatically thrust on me. And one of the things that how I started personally started off as far as fatherhood was concerned was I looked back on how I came up and I always told myself when I became a dad, however the situation was, I was going to be in that, my, my child's life. Mm -hmm. And I made, I can tell you, like you, you think that you have a plan. It's like the old Mike Tyson deal. You think you have a plan until you get punched in the mouth? I thought I had a plan. I was going to do this, and I was going to do that with my son, and my son being DJ, and and I had all these wild plans, and then it was thrust on you like, you got to change pampers. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be, you know, you, you know, extremely patient. There were so many things that you're not, you never prepare yourself for, man. And I, I made so many mistakes with my first child, like hell, the first time I had him, I was like, well, look, am I going to, you know, what do I do? Like, mm -hmm. you just figure it out. Yeah. It's almost like you're just learning on the run mm -hmm. through this process, man. You ask a lot, get a lot of advice at the same time, man. But, you, you know, being a father is, you know, I, I remember seeing him for the first time. And actually, I was in Dallas and my ex-wife was in Phoenix having the baby and I was playing mm -hmm. at a game and I went back to Phoenix and the first time I saw him man it was just like emotional you know he looked like me mm -hmm. you know he he was he was how old is he when you first saw him he was only a oh, day, a couple hours day. yeah it was only a day old so yeah. he was born like game day sat I think it was a Saturday we played on a Sunday it's two days and then on Monday I caught a flight and the, you know I tell you what the Cowboys organization Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson they were just like hey go mm. dang Go. That was your rookie year? That was my rookie year. Rookie October, year. October oh, 9th wow. of my rookie God, year. Starting man. a new career and yeah. a yeah. brand new baby. That's brand new baby, man. Oh. But it, it was awesome. Yeah. The greatest feeling ever. Yeah. It really is. It's like you said, you can't you can't be prepared for the impact that it makes on you personally, the impact that it makes just on your life, but like even emotionally. Mm -hmm. It is it, it's crazy. Like our first um, Gia, who's nine now, is I was uh, I had just signed with the Cleveland Browns like a futures contract mm -hmm. to go back to training camp. It was in the middle of the lockout. Uh, my wife and I we kind of planned like, hey, we're going to be married for a few years. We were married literally one year to the day, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> literally, and and so we were like, we're going to wait a few years. I'm still trying to chase this dream. I haven't mm -hmm. made a, made an actual roster yet. Um, but it was a lockout. So I was, I was at home and, uh, like I said, we were preventing, mm -hmm. like there was, there should have been a 0% chance that, that we got pregnant. Well, my wife had gotten sick. Uh, and so she got on a cycle of antibiotics, mm -hmm. which I didn't know apparently. Right. <laughs> um, but so I, and I, so it was like, so I had no, no expectation at all. Like right. didn't even think that it was a possibility. And I come home and I was actually snowboarding and I get home. Uh, and there was this big basket on our counter of the house that we were renting. And, uh, and I'm like, what's all this like kid stuff? And then I like read the note 
And I'm like, wait, what? And I'd, I literally had to read the thing like three times. Because mm. I'm like, wait. So you had no on. clue. I had no clue. Yeah. No clue at all. And But it was crazy. From the second I actually like realized that, mm. my goodness, I'm about to be a father. Right. Like, I can't even figure myself out, let alone <laughs> yeah. like yeah. manage and, yeah. and help yeah. lead another life. And, and it was, it was the craziest deal. But like you said, it's one of those things that like, you're just ready for. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not ready for it. You get ready. Yeah. You just, you're, when it, when you're thrown into it, it's just, you got to react yeah. mm-hmm. and, and you've got to, you've got to move forward. And your scenario was exactly, I was playing in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Tiff had the baby in California where we were living. It was, was home for us. And I caught a plane out that next morning and my daughter was born 45 minutes later from wow. when I walked into the That's hospital. Awesome, man. It was crazy yeah. timing. And then I was out, you yeah, know, right back out. 24 yeah. hours yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, and then <laughs> it's crazy. And I said, emotionally, like it changed me, man. It changed wiring. Mm-hmm. So like, you can't tell me that having a child just yeah. doesn't do anything to you. I literally like, I cry on stuff oh, now man. that I'm like, exactly what? the same, man. Why am I? You know what the part that's low I, testosterone. Man, you might want to get that. Uh, might that. be. <laughs> <laughs> might be. But you know, the, I, before I had a child, my mother used to always say, and I had people, friends that had kids, they'd always say, you don't understand. You won't understand until you have a child. Oh, that's right? yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that is so true because you can't take on that no. perspective until once you have that child emotionally, like I could hear stories about, Another child going, you know, having to go to the hospital or having medical mm-hmm. issues. And, dude, the tears are rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I automatically put my my child yeah. in that position. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Coop, man. When yeah. You, T- Tyler, you're pretty spontaneous, aren't you? Mm-hmm. you you're, you're cool with rolling with the punches and you just kind of go well, with I thought it, you were right? talking about, like, wh- how the baby was created. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super spontaneous. <laughs> and there, are you the same yeah. somewhat? Yeah, like, you're, you're, you're kind of, see, I'm not. I'm horrible yeah. at rolling mm-hmm. with the punches. Yeah. If it's not planned, yeah. it throws me off my game. Mm-hmm. So my first son was very planned. We were we we succeeded i'm so, I'm so surprised yeah this is this, i'm our situation is very opposite of you two you yeah. two were kind of it was a surprise yeah. you were married a year you mm. i don't know how what your no, situation no, was wasn't married it wasn't married at the time. Mm. so y'all weren't expecting it my mm. wife and i we did have the plan hey we're gonna wait five years yeah four or mm. five years whatever and then we're gonna have and we did so we got married in 2012 we didn't have our son until 2017 so yeah. i knew it was coming like we yeah. had we had gotten ready for it yeah. we had planned it all out Hey, this is right. Now, obviously, plans get thrown off if, you know, you have trouble getting pregnant. Yeah. Thankfully, we didn't have that issue. But yeah. I knew it was coming. It was no surprise. So when she told me, hey, I'm, I'm pregnant, it, yeah, it was exciting. You don't really know how it's going to hit yeah. you. But I knew it was coming. Yeah. So it wasn't that big of a surprise for me. But I always compare it to, and it may be a dumb analogy, but it's like the Grand Canyon. You can see pictures of the Grand Canyon, and, yeah. and you know it's big, and you know yeah. it's immense, and you know it's crazy. But until you actually go and you stand on the rim of the yeah. Grand Canyon, you have no idea That's right. what mm. you're actually looking at. Right. So I compare fatherhood or parenting the same way. Mm. People can tell you how, how it is and how awesome yeah. it is, and but until you see that baby for the first yeah. time, mm-hmm. it just it you can't understand. There's just no way to get it yeah. until you. So I'm the same way as you no. two. I, it was planned. I knew it was coming. But I, what I wasn't ready for, what I didn't realize was how emotional it would be the day he was born. Right. Seeing him there. Now, Cooper had a little bit of an issue with breathing. He was purple when he came out. Mm. He had a breathing issue. So 
that was scary. scary. We had doctors yeah. running in, nurses coming in and out. So you're emotional for that. You're like, is he going to be okay? It's this yeah. helpless little child. Thankfully, he was. But even just sitting there, you know he's going to be okay. Yeah. Even that's that's a different emotion. Yeah, just, yeah and, and, and that's like as a father too, right? Like we're wired immediately like, okay, now I need to protect this little right. human, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then because Gia had something that was a little off, like her right leg went completely purple. So like she wasn't getting like blood flow into her legs or something, some issue that, and then the twins were premature. So they were in the NICU for almost, I guess they were only in for three weeks, but, but mm. when, when, as a father, right, mm-hmm. I can't do anything to right. protect them. Like, and it's so out of my hands, but it's, it's funny because we still, even as parents, there's so much that's out of our hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much of the yeah. environment, right. That that's around our children that they need to experience, that they need to learn how to navigate on their own. But like, it's hard as parents because you want to protect, you want to like save, you want to like just like hug them and never let them go. But man, so often, yeah. like, yeah. we just we can't we can't do everything yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. Dan, you know, go ahead. No, I was like, you said something earlier. Uh, you knew you were going to be present for that kid for that right. first child for your kids. Now, I think I know the answer, but why was why did you make that up in your mind? Knowing the way you grew up, why was it so important for you to make sure you were going to be there? Because I, I grew up the, on the opposite side. And, you know, I have so many stories on, you know, not having the father in, in my life. And, and my mom did a wonderful job. But, man, if, there's so much more to being a father. Like, if you had a father in your life, it's, it's just different, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Moms and I, look, I don't want to take anything from moms because there's a lot of single moms that are out there. But there is a calling, like to have a father in your life, just to hear that 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 voice or the masculine side of uh, a voice in the house is different. And to this day, like my, maybe my father didn't live there, but he was in and out of my life early on, and you know even today, and but was never in the house and wasn't as involved, but I can remember being places and my father being in the same location and I could hear his voice mm-hmm. and there was just a draw. And my entire life, I've always been drawn to strong men. Like my, one of my good friends, Keith Tucker, his, his dad, Willie was one of my fathers, my buddy, Chad, who was down there. His, his father, Gary was like, he's my father. Those, those are my fathers, mm-hmm. you know? Because I was always drawn to that because I didn't have it in my house. So I, I just felt like I'm not going to go down that road. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give my son or my kids the opportunity to have that father figure in their life. And it's, you know, anybody can have a child. Man. I always say, I've always said this. Anyone can have a child. Yep. It takes a real man to raise that child. That's right. And to be there every single day. And I'm talking not just be there, but be present. Like sometimes the, ba- the baby's waking up at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Get up, change the diapers, and I know you don't do that, Ben. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I do. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, I've even heard stories of men that don't change the kids' that's diapers. Crazy. Man. Like that's your baby, that's your mm-hmm. seed, and I've always wanted to be there through that process. Yeah, and yeah. let's be honest, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's it is, man. It's really hard. There's times that like, and and I'm just gonna put it out there. It, it, because I'm, I'm sure most dads have felt this. Like, I just, sometimes I just want to, I want to escape. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't want to be here. Mm. And 
And it takes a real man to continue to push through that. Right. And, and, you know, when you've told your kids for the 17th time that day to pick up the blanket or to pick up their shoes mm. or throw your plate in the trash can. Yeah. And it's like, I, like, I can't handle this anymore. Or get mm. in the car 13 times. Whatever it may be. Like, there's times that it's just, it's just like, it's exhausting. Yeah. But that, to me, is the sign of a real man mm-hmm. that can that is committed, is going to persevere through the hard times. Persevere whatever the relationship status may be with the child's mother. Mm -hmm. Because we're not saying, hey, it has to be husband and wife in the household here. Like, look, uh, to be a father, that doesn't mean you have to live in the house Mm -hmm. 100% of the time with them. Mm -hmm. Now, like, you have to be intentional and you have to be present. Yeah. Um, So... I think, you know, also too, as, as a father, and, and I talk to my dad all the time and, you know, everybody always says, oh, it's so different. Kids, it's raising a kid in 2021 is so different than it was, you know, when, when I grew up, I grew up in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. right? You grew up in what the thirties and forties <laughs> and <laughs> see, see how we see yeah. the great you depression was pretty rough. Yeah. And then when yeah. I say something yeah. back, you got how a problem. Was it, hey, how was it? Start, how was it living I'm off of potatoes for, okay. for four months <laughs> at a time? <laughs> living off of what? Potatoes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a damn shame, man. Uh, uh, but yeah. I, I don't know, Ben, there, there's some things that you brought in like that are just interesting about you know some of the challenges maybe this time but but you said it before the show is look there's some really challenging things about Mm -hmm. raising kids today and but there's some awesome things about raising oh yeah today so we just want to highlight a couple of those well i want to know from you darren you mentioned you first dj was born in 92 yeah so what was that like in the early 90s? You were a different person. Yeah. So Technology was different. Yeah. The world looked different. And we didn't have cell 90s. phones, man, when, in, in 92. I mean, there were no cell phones. The internet wasn't, you know, what it is today for mm-hmm. sure. And there was the lack of technology was for sure there. Uh, there wasn't iPads. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't have the, the capabilities to, to bring in something that would distract your kids. That yeah. was from so a what digital did you do? source. What did you man, do? You, you colored um, you, you spent time. It was like real legitimate time, man. Going outside and you know rolling the ball and 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 doing things like like I mean, when you said, go to dinner, you'd actually talk to your kids. You talk to the kids. My kids <laughs> what is back wrong then. with you? But we used to have this game with DJ and with all my kids, my daughter as well. I used to have this. It was like an old hockey mask. Uh huh. And. I would, this Freddy we, we figured, Jason. like, you figured games out. Like, it was an old, like, legitimately yeah. like a hockey mask. And I had this little softball, and they would sit across from me, and we would play this game for hours. I would throw the ball to them hard. At them? At them. They had to catch it. Who gets to wear the mask? To, huh? Who's wearing the mask? They're wearing the okay. mask. Okay. I'm okay. throwing the ball to them, right? <laughs> but these are, like, the littlest games. Like, yeah. my daughter could tell you, Miranda could tell you, like, like, I remember being three, four years old and you throwing the ball to me. And I used to make them catch with left hand, right hand. But it yeah. was games that you had to, you had to come up with little games. Yeah. You had to be creative. To entertain. Puzzles. Uh, all my kids know how to play dominoes. Like, we, we just played these little small games. Monopoly. All the games you could think about playing, that's what we did to, to buy the time. Well, Tyler, you made the joke, but what about, like, going out to eat? There was no iPad to distract. Like, there you wasn't. Sit man, there you and sat there and you had to talk there. and you had to feed them and you had to. Yeah. Yes, and I think it was like real parenting at that like time. Like you had to actually like manage really, like when they're like, is the food coming yet? Is the food yeah. coming? You actually had a conversation right. instead of like, hey, 
Here's 30 minutes. Just here, watch here's, it. Here's Bluey. Yeah. Here, watch this. Yeah. I remember I lost, I almost lost it, man, one time. I was with DJ and we were out, we were at a restaurant and we had like a little high chair. Yeah. Right? He's sitting in his high chair and he started, we brought the food out and they put the food on the, on, on the table and we piecemealed it on his little yeah. high chair. And he started throwing food on the ground, bro. Like a little tantrum? How old was he? He had to be two. <laughs> and I, I like, you know, I wanted, I wanted to just go in, man. Like, you ever want to spank your kid in public? Oh, you know? yeah, for sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, Every day, you wouldn't do that at home. Yeah. You wouldn't do that at home because if you did it at home, I tear. Like, I was big on. Oh, like yeah. I carried a heavy stick in the house. Like, I tear your ass up if you did this out. But I couldn't get. Hey, I don't know if you can say that anymore. I, I know I could. I uh, couldn't get them. Statute of limitations. We're good. <laughs> but I'm serious. I could at that moment. I could. This is how bad it was. I couldn't get him at that moment. And my ex-wife said, you need to walk outside. Like, I had to walk outside. I had to cool off. And cool yep. off. Because it was that bad. I was because that a two-year-old just like, owned he, you. he got me there, man. He owned you. He yeah. took me there. But that's the case. Yeah. Being a father, yeah. man. I can't tell you. I yeah. mean, that's happened to me two or three times. And Rocco specifically. Luca's done it a couple times because Luca – yeah, but Rocco, you know, it's the one where you grab them by just, just the, the arm, arm yes. and you carry them just by the yeah. arm. So they're kind of like cockeyed because only one arm yep. up in the air. But then, like, you turn a corner and their legs swing. Yep. It's like it's that. And then you get to the car, and they know what's about to. They know it's about to go down. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing mom sees. Today. The next thing mom sees when they come back. I'm sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want to be like my like my mom used to whoop our ass in Walmart. Yeah. Like in the store, grocery store. Like you got out of line. There was no, like she just didn't, she'd tell you before we walked in the store, hey, look, you know, don't ask for shit because you ain't getting shit, right? I give you my permission to do anything. Right? That's the first thing she used to say. So when we got in the store, if you acted up in the store, I mean, like, Straight up yeah. spankings in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, because you deserved it. Yeah, but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I just couldn't take myself like in public yeah. to do it to my kids. Again, Again back, back to the back, back to Football the whole player. point where yeah. it's a different time. Yeah, right? different it's time. very different. Yeah, because I used to get whoopings out if I if I acted like it, and I learned real quick like, oh, if I act like that there, I'm gonna get. Either, either not there or home mm-hmm. when when my dad gets home. One right. of the two. And I'd much rather get it in the store for my mom. Right. What, what was the go-to uh, tool yeah. to whip your ass? Hand, oh, spoon, yeah, belt? Hand, like whatever was closest. Most of the time, for me, it was always hand. Like my mom used to always hit us with shoes. I mean, whatever yeah, was closest, anything. she oh, hit yeah. you with. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're sitting at a restaurant, the ashtray sitting there. You <laughs> have ashtray. Like, you might get an ashtray yeah. in the face, you know? <laughs> but it was like for me, it was always hand. And I would start off like if I, was, if I needed to get your attention, it would be a look. Uh-huh. Then I, I'm going to put my hand on you on your arm. Yeah. And like squeeze a little oh. bit like, hey, I'm going to trap Or the trap squeeze. Oh, man. Yeah. When you, pin, when you yeah. pinch the, stra- the trap. Yeah. Like there were these little quirks that, yeah. that I had to apply. DJ was a hard one. Was, was that because you said you mentioned he looked like you? Did he act like you as well? He was a Did you see kid, yourself dude. in him? He's just, you know, you see my, you know my son hey, now. He's, like, he's he's he has a dude. mind of his own, and he's always very independent, you know, wanted his way. And he, of all my kids, he was the one that was the hardest. Uh, and so it was, just, you know, and I didn't know any better. I was young at the same time. But it was mentally challenging for me because I was so young. Yeah. yeah. Now, now having a child older now, it's much different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's a much different way of, of, of raising my kid because I'm not as on top of them and as aggressive as I right, was. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, yeah, you said you're older now. Yeah. You're, you, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I got to think you've got an ego in your young career yes. as a football player. Yeah. You're the yeah. man. You're the Hall of Fame, I'm future make, Hall of I'm Famer. I'm going to make this kid yeah. be great. And yeah, all of a sudden you and come. that's the thing. Yeah. You can't make no. anything. Like uh-uh. you, the kid's not changing. You're changing. Yeah, that's right. Like they're forcing you to yeah. change. So it's not like I couldn't. I guess the problem was when I was young is I couldn't control things yeah. that I normally mm-hmm. felt like I could control. Yeah. Like you're way out of control. Yeah. Now yeah. it's just Well, 22 your brain's still literally yeah. your brain is still developing. But yeah. even as just, it doesn't matter if you're 30 years old, you yeah. never control yeah. the yeah. situation. When the yeah. baby cries, hey. Yeah. Baby's crying. You yeah. got to figure it out. There yeah. ain't no Hall of Fame at three in the morning no, when, no, the, when no, the baby needs to. You got to warm up a bottle. No. And we'll get it. I yeah. think we'll get into that a little bit later about you know okay as a as a father right like some things that work for us and mm-hmm. like like you mentioned control letting go of all control right like you can create parameters you can create discipline you can create things okay hey look we, we've got to live between right. here but you've also got to navigate life yourself because right. I'm not going to do it for you mm-hmm. uh, but. So uh, back to the point about a, a few things that are just maybe different, you know, great uh, about raising a kid in 21 and maybe some challenges that we're facing. Mm-hmm. I know one that's kind of been on the forefront really since, uh, especially because of the pandemic, but teen suicide, like yeah. depression is something that I think all parents are so hyper aware of now because in, in your kids mm-hmm. had friends. Um, I think we all know someone that's close that had a, a child, mm-hmm. which is so sad that dealt with it. It got to the point whether it was bullying. Now we've got cyber bullying. Mm-hmm. We've got all these things that just make it really hard as a kid. And, and that's something that's real. And, uh, I mean, and there's a stat that you pulled yeah. up, Ben. Yeah. In 2017, there were 47% more deaths by suicide among children aged 15 to 19 mm-hmm. than in the year 2000. And we talk about, you know, technology and being exposed to more now, uh, depression, cyberbullying. You know, this is a small case, I guess, but do y'all, did y'all ever watch the Netflix series 13 Reasons Why? I haven't Did y'all ever it. hear about that? No. So it's a very interesting show. Elizabeth, did you ever see that, that show? Yeah. So the, the first season, and it, I think they ended up doing four seasons. It kind of evolved into something else. But the first season was really unique. It was unlike any other show that I'd ever seen. Um, and as weird as it sounds, like it was really, really good. But it actually had the opposite effect of what they were intending. So the premise of the show is it's a girl who ends up committing suicide. She's a high school girl. And the entire episode walks through the reasons that led her to that point to decide yeah. to take her own life. Mm. And the, again, the intention of the show was to highlight teen suicide, have open dialogue with parents, have a mm. conversation, hopefully reduce the number. It actually, mm. they found increased teen suicide actually went up around this time. This was mm. 2017 actually mm. when the, when the show came out and they think, I mean, there's a, re- a couple of reasons why they think, the attention that it draws to suicide, you know, kids, you know, again, you, you're still developing. You don't know. Right. Yeah. And so you think, oh, I'm going to draw attention to myself. I'm going to, um, people will finally see me if I try mm-hmm. this. Um, and unfortunately, you know, pe- a lot of people, 
were successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the technology, the teen suicide, these are all things that in 2021 that we're yeah. that we're facing that we're looking at now. Yeah, and the technology side, it's it's a challenge because it's another thing for the parents to be aware and to monitor, right. and it feels like feels like it's another job that you've right. got yeah. because it is scary and, and there are so many predators out there and it brings awareness to things that we didn't think I don't and maybe and I have this conversation a lot and and maybe because of the access to um, I mean pornography child pornography all these things right. that these just evil dark things that maybe we have more predators than we did when mm-hmm. I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But also, we're more aware of it, yeah. right? Right, and and there's more there's more platforms for these criminals, you know, whatever you want to call. Them. There's more access and more platforms for them to to use it. So I think as parents, right, like it's another level of, of worry mm-hmm. and stress all the time, and it's a challenge because whether it's a, a predator or it's one of their classmates, right? right. There can be it can be equally as damaging. Mm-hmm. Through this plot, you know these social media platforms in bullying, in self-image issues. I mean, I think of girls, you know, that are thirteen to seventeen years old that are in high school, mm-hmm. you know, and the the images that they're seeing and that that are right. getting ingrained yeah. in their head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the scary part about it, and and we talked, to Darren. You mentioned like when you were with your son DJ, you had to make up games. You had to right. like you knew where DJ was at all yeah. times. Right. Now. Physically, you know where your kids are, but mentally, where yeah. is their head at when their yeah. head's in that phone? Yeah, right. They could be on. They could be looking or doing anything yeah. on that mm-hmm. phone. So yeah, you can see them physically. You can control where they are, but you can't control where their mind goes. Yeah, or and who they're communicating, or who with. they're yeah. communicating yeah. with. That's right. The, the 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 mind is now so open to so much. Yeah. Literally, mm-hmm. the entire world. Yeah. And it's as opposed to back when we were growing. I mean, the internet wasn't even a thing no, until yeah. middle school for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you talk about porn. Like, if you wanted to do that, you had to go actually go get a magazine to a yeah. store yeah. and yeah. physically get, get it. Right. Now it's just yeah. a one click on your on your yeah. Instagram page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's that's the scary part for yeah. me. Thinking about my four year old and my one year old is mm-hmm. how in the world am I going to be able to stay on well, top of their and even think mental. about how quickly. Right, my four-year-old right can navigate through Apple TV, through mm-hmm. Netflix, through you can't put any letters together to form a word, but he can figure out how to yeah. get to what he wants to on the YouTube. Remote, right, you're saying, yeah. and so how early they they have access to it, and we're really diligent about not giving yeah. them devices and not and not doing it. But he still knows, right? He he still because they get it sometimes, but it's it's just a challenge. The other challenge I feel like is. In, in, let me be very careful when I say it, a challenge. It's a challenge because I think parents are more worker-oriented, mm-hmm. right? It's career. Um, now, typically, and again, this is where I've got to be careful. Typically in the past, it's husband works, mm-hmm. wife usually stays mm-hmm. at home, depending on the, the, the ideal family, right? right? And I, the, the, the American dream. Well, that's not the case anymore. Right. And, and, and the, the household is equally... Um, you know, equally invested into the income, equally yeah. invested. I mean, yeah, like me t- and Tiff, you yeah. and Tiff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, wit taught for forever, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's it's something that's amazing because women in the workforce has only increased. Yeah. What we are are capable of, but but the challenge with it 
is that now we have more often than not daycare nannies, nannies people other people raising your other kids. people yeah. spending a majority of the time yep. now okay i get home i'm exhausted at i'm exhausted at six o'clock when i get home and then we do dinner and then i'm ready to put you to bed yep. like that's that's a challenge i mean that is a challenge that's a, a real challenge that parents have mm-hmm. because both mother and father uh or are professionals and yeah, they're yeah. striving for, for more yeah I, I definitely see that i think look I think you guys hit it right on the head. What the difference is, and, and again, I'm one of those guys that, that had three kids in the 90s, and then now I have, and then, and well, one of them being in 2000, and then I'm, and then my more recent one in 2016. Like, it is totally different. As I said, 2000, 2016, just because yeah. it was the same 2000. The, totally Light different. Yeah, different. because just uh, go listen to music from 2000 versus. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing. Like, Entertainment has changed. Where yeah. it's entertainment is right in your face. Yeah. You can't if you're watching TV, man. It's hard to watch a commercial sometimes with your five year old sitting there because yeah. it gets extreme, right? Yeah. You know. So there, there's just there's so much that's out there that Ben, you hit it. It's just so much out there that can be in your face. Now it's up to us to decide yeah. how much we want to control those measures. Well, and there's the dangerous thing. We're spending time highlighting the technology and how it's affecting our kids. What about affecting us? Yeah. How many times have you sat on your couch watching TV and just lost in your phone? Yeah. So it, we're not immune to it as the parent. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a challenge from both angles. The kids being challenged with it, and now as parents yeah. are being challenged with it. Yeah. The other thing about, Tyler, you talked about, touched on work. Darren, correct me if I'm wrong, Did it? does it feel like – Money, status, your place in society is highlighted more today than it was. Oh, absolutely. So you have this ambition to be known as somebody in the world as as an individual. And now you're trying to – kids, let's just be honest, they they distract from that. Mm Mm-hmm. In a good way, uh, if you choose to go down that road, it's it's a good thing. It's a good sacrifice, but it is a sacrifice. You are you are taking a step back in your career more than likely if you're a parent if you want to be an involved parent. Right? Yeah, and, and, and again, that's a sacrifice you're willing to make, or at least I'm willing to mm-hmm. make. But just know if status and and trying to be the man or the woman, right. that's a harder issue today now too because you're yeah. comparing yourself to everybody else. And how does that translate to kids? And that that's what's mm-hmm. scariest to me is is that I very clearly. Who daddy is talking to is more important than what you have yeah, to say right now. Right. Right. And, and this is this is something that I really do struggle with. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to be intentional about it, but it's really hard to put the email down when your kids are having a conversation with you, mm-hmm. but a client or a yeah. prospect shoots you an email. Oh, I got to get this. Oh, just hold on, hold on, hold on. Your kid now says whoever daddy's talking to is more important than me. Mm-hmm. And then that's reaffirmed over and over and over and over because we have so much access or your that social media feed that mommy or daddy is going through is more important than me and that's one of the to me that's that's the biggest challenge that we've got to make sure we combat as parents now Mm. is to make sure that look that it's amazing that both parents are working i think that's Mm. great but when we are home and when we are with our our kids we have to be present yeah. we've talked about it on the show this yeah. isn't the first time yeah. we've talked right. about this yeah, yeah. just different angle yeah and 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 we said it earlier be intentional about yeah. it like go out of your way to to make mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. like date nights even with your wife mm-hmm. but just having days where you can just spend hey. with individually with your kids yeah you know what darren you say that it's yeah. funny we were actually on the choctaw website over the weekend 
Oh. Planning a getaway at Choctaw. No, you didn't. Absolutely. So what are you Absolutely. going to the spa at Choctaw? Uh I don't know if I'm gonna do that. I'll probably let her do that. But uh, dude, I don't know if you guys know the summer lineup for them is unbelievable with entertainment. Killer. The musicians they got coming, they've got, uh, what's the guy, Iglesias, the big Hispanic Julio comedian. Iglesias? No. <laughs> Bro, you just dated yourself. <laughs> Julio Iglesias. That's Enrique's no. dad. You know Enrique's that. dad. What that is the... Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> Julio was the original, though, right? Yeah. Julio, hey, hey, Julio may have walked out there and rolled what's on the... out there. God, he's talking about the comedian. I'm talking about the huge the comedian. Hispanic comedian. Oh, yeah. uh, Lopez. George Lopez. No, oh, dude, dude. Yeah. What year is this? <laughs> George, George Lopez, Lopez hasn't been relevant since George. 2005. George Lopez just put another video out, man. Just put a new stand-up out. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it's, this is this is embarrassing that you're naming a. Well, but who but is po- this? Keep going, Tyler. But point being, I mean, from a from a concert list perspective, George like Lopez, musicians. I mean, you've got you got Miranda Lambert, Gabriel Iglesias, yeah. Gabriel Iglesias, whatever Gabriel. you call himself. Okay, is that Enrique's <laughs> son or something? No, who's that? Completely. <laughs> Remember Enrique's the one with the mole this right is, here. This you is, know who Enrique yeah, is. This is Julio Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. Yeah. Julio's his dad. He's a comedian. Oh, he's, oh, okay. He's a comedian. Yeah, yeah, totally totally different. Uh, totally different. I said comedian six but, times. <laughs> no, you said singer. The point being is like, if anybody is coming to the Metroplex, they're grabbing them. Like yes. they're going there. And and you mentioned the venue there is the unbelievable. Venue. Man, look, you walk in that venue and it is there. I, I've never, and we're talking about, you know, Choctaw Casino Resort. You walk in that, that the concert venue and you are on top. Yeah of it and there's not a place in that room that where you can hide like you you're on top of it and I, I can tell you the entertainers that have been there performed there yeah. they'll tell you it is the best spot to perform a- abilene's finest abilene's own a- a- aaron, aaron watson's watson. gonna be, a- a- gonna be a- a- watson. so really like so you need to go watch some aaron watson my two there. favorite made, artists made my that. two favorite like my kids know almost every song by aaron watson but my other favorite artist is whiskey myers they're both playing up yeah. there Dude, it's and the i saw Air, i saw whiskey myers at billy bob's I cannot wait to see them yeah. up there. The lineups on the road. We got to get some of these people on the podcast yeah. too. I don't yes. know who we need to talk to for that. But, but point yeah, we, is, we, we got we got the point is, and and and, and, and uh, husbands, fathers, earmuffs right now, wives. Here I'm talking. You have another week to go out and get a, a t- some tickets to one of these shows. Uh, book a, a stay in the Vegas style resort that's going to blow your mind when y'all see it up there. It doesn't feel like. It belongs in the Metroplex. This is like Vegas style. Yeah. Go, go, take your husband up there. Give him correction. Give him. It doesn't belong in Oklahoma. No offense to you, Oklahomans. <laughs> no, look at you taking a shot. I was trying to be PC. Take I was like, shot. doesn't belong in the area. I was yeah. like, I saw a picture the other day. And it was it showed it like zeroed in on the Oklahoma Panhandle. Uh, yes, and it said, "What even happens here?" That's a good question. <laughs> that is a great question. But point being is Choctaw Resort and Casino. It is unbelievable. Make sure that you are up there this summer, yeah. part of the the grand opening of the whole new addition renovation. Mm-hmm. But go see a show. Man, we've yeah. been talking about the spa. I've been talking to oh. the wife about the spa forever. And, and Ben, if I could tell you something, get your feet up, get your nose, nah, get your toenails you, done. If you're gonna go to Choctaw Resort you Casino, go you gotta go to the spa. All right, I'm in. All right. All right. Have you ever had a pedicure? Yes. Have you? And a manicure. Okay, that's another conversation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, another okay. show. Well, you know, we talked a lot of negatives yeah. in 2021 and we could go on all day, but what are some of the positives? We talk about technology that can be seen as a negative. You could spin that. Yeah. Think about the access yeah. we have and our kids have to anything they want. If that's channeled in the right direction, imagine yeah. the power 
literally on their iPhone. Yo, mm. hey, if channeled if channeled correctly. Right. Real like real story is I'm the smartest guy on the on the planet. Like my kids think, oh my gosh, daddy is so smart. Figured out, yeah. He is so smart. Because like I'd ask my dad questions, right? Like, hey, uh, dad, what's the uh, what's the largest lake uh, in the world? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. I probably wouldn't know that off the top. Lake Do you know Michigan. What it is? No, second. That's second actually. Oh. In the world? Uh huh. What country is it in? Uh, it borders like four countries. Oh wow! So like, it's in Europe somewhere. Nope. Middle East and Russia. Oh. Yeah. What is it? The Salton Sea, I think. The Salton sea, sea is a lake? It's a sea. It's a lake. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's anyways, a sea. Well, point, or a lake. Point being, yeah. you, can, you, can, you pulled that up I on Google. I literally did. Yeah. And like, and, and you so don't even, you still don't even <laughs> actually know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. I'm just trying to think of the. Fort Phantom and Abilene. Yeah. That's anyways. the biggest lake. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so we the things that we can do, and I know like Tiffany did homeschool this last year. And she never would have thought that she'd be like a homeschool teacher. But because of the resources that she has, she was able to teach all four of our kids everything they needed to know. And it, the, the resources that are at our fingertips, mm-hmm. it, do, it, can make, it can make our our life better and easier as long as we're not relying on just that. Yeah. Right? As long as, as we are using the, those tidbits that we can gather really quickly and then actually having the yeah. conversation with our well, child. Think about business opportunities. What just happened over the weekend when we were recording this, it happened yesterday, mm-hmm. but Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Oh yeah. Logan Paul is a multi-millionaire based off of YouTube. I don't know if I would classify that as a positive as parenting. And <laughs> it can be a positive. It, it can be a negative, but it can be a positive. Think about the business opportunities you now yeah. have because of the internet, because yeah, of YouTube. That's right. you, you're you can start a business Well, look at online. the pandemic showed that, right? Like now the technology, you don't have to be in the city exactly. that you work in. I mean, yeah, like you said, social media YouTube is, is just a tool. It can be used positively or negatively. So it <laughs> right. just depends on how you use yeah. it. But the opportunity to create yeah. something, you don't need... I'm still an advocate for going to university. I think there's so I many ancillary mm-hmm. benefits mm-hmm. for being a, that four years of my life, five and a half for me. But I think <laughs> there's a lot of positives to it. But yeah. I totally get the argument of you don't need college anymore. Yeah, yeah. Start your own business at 18. Yeah. Look what you yeah. can do by yeah. 23. Yeah, you're right. right. Access to, to as much information as you yeah. possibly want. is It's right there at your fingertips now. You know How you get there is one thing. But again, I think technology has has grown in a sense of you know if you apply it the right way mm-hmm. if it's information that you're looking uh-huh. for like I, i've seen people when we've watched this just as influencers young kids mm. who just channeled it the right way and said yeah. okay i want to start my own business and they took advantage of mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Yeah. that is that's what's different because you now you're seeing a young a much younger generation acquire wealth yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. It wasn't that way. Yeah. Right. Think, Sorry. Right. I was going to say back to the, back to the education. I think we have changed our mindset on what university really means. And again, I'm with you because I think that there's an experience and network mm-hmm. that you get from going to school and going to college specifically that it, you can't replicate. Right. But mm-hmm. also our, our parents, Hey, you got to go to college. You have to right. go to college. Yeah. Like, because if you want to be, question, you wanna be successful, if you yeah. want to be successful, you have to right. go to college. Now, I think the sh- the mindset shift, it has been, okay, hey, it's not about that. It's it's about 
it's about educating yourselves in the right areas and following something. And it doesn't take sitting in front of a lecture in a lecture hall, listening to a professor speak, you know, three classes a day for five years. <clears throat> it's, it's really, okay, look, educate yourself in something that you're passionate about and that you can excel in. And we're talking to somebody that yeah. just, obviously just, she just got, her, you know, what, though, you, I, I don't want I, I don't want to go off topic here, but you just said something that really stuck with me. And it was your parents said that, there was no option. You were going to college, right? Well, to but be successful. To be successful. To, yeah, right? that was the mentality was you have to go to school okay. if you want to ever make anything. But in your you life. just said something that really stuck with me. Your parents, they instilled that in you, right? Mm-hmm. To go to college. You know how many people that I know that were raised by the, just their mom, whose mom was just in survival mode every yep. single day, yep. working two jobs, trying to get you know, food on the table, doing all the little things. College was not a conversation piece. A topic yeah. of conversation. Yeah. Now, and, and that's how it applies to, you know, I don't, it, your circumstances. If, you, if you're of some kind of wealth or if you're just a middle class, you probably, and you have your mother and father, there's a balance there, right? Yeah. There is a, a, a true balance. Maybe the father is a guy who works every day, doesn't even think about the education. But then if you had the mom in the house, maybe she's thinking about education or yeah. vice versa, right? Yeah. You have two that can apply when one's dropping, the other one can pick them up, right? Yeah. When you're coming, when I came from a single parent household without a father. Yeah. And it wasn't so much about going to college. It was, let's get through high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're having this conversations about being fathers and being dads. These are the type of conversations that fathers who are involved need to be having with their kids, need yes. to be taking them to, to, North Texas or a school in California, just as a you know, as a high schooler to show them that there's more yeah. to life than just where we live. This is what you're. This is where you're going. Here's the game plan. And but you know what I mean. There's yeah. there's more to it yeah. as far as being a, a mom and dad. As far as just being present. No, this is a this is a learning experience yeah. as well. Well, you yeah. said you know. If you're in survival mode, you're not telling your kid, you know, you're go not. to school. Just get yeah. through high school. The great thing about technology today is now it's giving that kid the, the opportunity, opportunity to make to something of yes. their life or to see it. You go yes. to YouTube, yeah. whatever. It's now that opportunity like num- never before. <laughs> Did you guys see the the video of the dad? Uh, it was grad- it's graduation right now. It was this dad, his kid graduated, first first person in their family to graduate high school. And then when they announced high school the, or college, high school, uh-huh. I think it was high school. When they announced the kid's name on stage, you know, they do that for the diploma. The dad stands up and is literally dancing and screaming and yelling and running up and down the aisle. It was the coolest mm, thing. That's awesome. Kind of a side tip, but yeah. it was the coolest thing to see how much that meant to that dad yeah, right, yeah. to see his kid graduate yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome. and so we talk about education and and college is the only way and and you got to graduate and you do the the stats are clear clear still to this day a, yeah. a high school educated person is going to do better in life right. than a non-high school educated that's person right. but once you get past that college isn't the only avenue anymore that's right that's right, that's right. there's a lot of different ways you can go nowadays yeah and so it kind of i guess maybe somewhat of a transition a little bit on this last topic of benefits of of being a parent now and then you know 
also the benefits of a present father and some things that we've learned as mm. fathers that, hey, maybe share something that's worked for us, some of the things that we struggled with. But one of the things, and I'll start with the benefit of, of 21, I feel like we are aware as a culture and that there's not as much of a defined role in the household mm-hmm. where like the mother and wife, she does the dishes, she does the cooking, she right. does this, she does that. Uh, it's, it's more of a blended responsibility. And I feel like we're seeing, and I'm not saying it's all the way there, but what, what that for me that gets me excited is that more fathers are showing their sons what it means to actually serve their spouse, right. Mm-hmm. And to actually contribute. And it's not like, Hey, I just go to work and then I come home and I get served. I think we're seeing more of that. I'm not saying it's, it's where it needs to be, mm-hmm. but maybe that next generation takes it, takes a step because more dads now are, Hey, we're, I'm going to do dishes with your mom and I'm going to do, and I'm going to, I'm going to actually help around the house, be mm-hmm. present. I think we're seeing more of it because I think the the roles, like the gender roles that traditionally have been in the house in the fifties and sixties, yeah. right? Yep. When, when, you know, Darren, you know, was, was 35 at that point, but it was, was it was very much, it was very much like husband gets home from work. His wife has a, has a drink ready for him. He sits Mm -hmm. up and he doesn't do anything the rest of the day. That's not the case. His, his his work has been done. Yeah. By, by bringing home the bacon. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I feel like we have an opportunity as fathers to raise more servant leaders. And you know, that just starts as simply as, as. Doing mm-hmm. stuff in yeah. the house. That that's something my dad did. An awesome one of the best yeah. things he ever did was he was that dad. He worked all day long. Mm-hmm. He would come home. The first thing he would always do is he would go change out of his work clothes. He would come out and we would go out and play. Yeah. That was mm. the first thing we did. Mm. Didn't matter how tired he was, didn't matter how you know beat down. Yeah. He came home, he changed clothes. He it was intentional. <laughs> that's awesome. He knew my mom had been struggling all day long yeah. with four right boys. Break. Give her a break. And yeah. then after dinner, Tyler, you mentioned it. It seems small, mm-hmm. but it's not. He would wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. Us boys, we would sweep the floor. We would clean the table. We would put away the food. My mom, yeah. she got to go sit down and she got mm-hmm. to rest. Yeah. As a father, he was a leader in that. from that standpoint. Uh, that's of, awesome. This is how you treat your mom. Yep. This is, this is what a man does. A man mm-hmm. takes responsibility. He doesn't just come home, flip on the TV, kick his feet up. His work's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, and then the aspect of servanthood. My dad is the biggest servant you'll ever meet. Yeah. Loves people. Maybe to a fault, he loves people. Mm. You know, he's the guy that can't leave a freaking <laughs> event because he's, he knows every single person. He's in a Whereas, time every single I don't know person. if Ben's <laughs> ever been to one where he didn't give an Irish <laughs> no, goodbye. Man, it, just, it just slips yeah, out yeah, the back. That's everything he didn't pass yeah. on to me. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah what, exactly. What happened to the connection there? <laughs> yeah. So those are the things that my yeah. father taught me that now yeah. I want to teach my kids is the yeah. importance of being yeah. having an active role at home. Let's, yeah, let's that, talk man, about that. That's, that's strong, man. Yeah. That is really strong because we don't see, I mean, I never, again, I'm living a life. I grew up in a life that I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch other dads. And I saw the other dad, other families' warts. I didn't see him within my own house. I didn't have that that father figure that that was in my house. But so I was somewhat similar to how your dad did things when I was when I had my kids early on because I was so much more proactive. I wanted to be so much more proactive. Mm -hmm. Like I get home from practice, and DJ would be my son. My oldest would be waiting for me with the basketball in the back. Like there was, I didn't have time to. Yeah, change. I just we went and we right. played, right? And then I let's sp- be real. Yeah, your, you work, your work you clothes were too close. I was still in the grays. <laughs> still wearing those grays right now. 
But that was, I mean, I, I still to, to, to this day, and I think you know, fathers that are listening right now, man, listen, being present, it, it goes so far, man. Mm-hmm. It, it, there are memories that my kids will bring up about, you know, time together to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, DJ's 27, 28 years old, man. He's still, like, thinking of talking yeah. about some of those moments. Yeah, so when we say being present, that can be somewhat abstract. Yeah. What do we mean by being present? What I yeah. think about yeah. is building a relationship with your child yeah. or children, being intentional about the interaction that you have with them, what, where your mind is when you're at home. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I think of when I think of being present, being involved. Mm-hmm. That's what scares me a little bit about this new technology and, and is, you know, things like sex, having sex before they're, you know, mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like um, drugs, mm-hmm. right? That's another big issue, the, the, the opioid addiction and things like that are getting stronger. So it's having this open and honest relationship, not being afraid to have those conversations. I will yeah. say that's one thing, me growing up, I remember the sex talk with my dad because it happened once. <laughs> it was in the car. He took each one of us one by one, and we had the discussion about sex. That was the only time it was ever really mentioned that I remember. Mm-hmm. Drugs, same thing. Alcohol, same thing. It just it was kind of taboo to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, and I could be totally wrong about this, I think – we're going to have to open up those avenues a lot sooner Yeah, yeah. in our children's lives. Absolutely. Because it's just not the way it was anymore. Where well, they're maybe exposed the, earlier. Exactly. They're exposed way, earlier. Way earlier. And I, you just said it, man. I think most of it is I personally feel like, like my kids are – I don't want my – my kids are not my friends. They're not. I'm their father. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. But I need to – and as fathers and mothers, you know, one of the things we need to do is take take away the pride and the fact that I never did this back when I was your age. That's bull crap because we all have done yeah. something stupid. Yeah, right? be honest with them. And just be honest. Like, yeah. look, I, and I think those are my most my most vulnerable moments with my kids are the are when I tell them about the mistakes that I've made. Mm-hmm. And I go down that line, and then they can relate to some of the mistakes that they're. And all I'm trying to tell them is, hey, listen, there are potholes out there that I ran into. I don't want you to run into these yeah. potholes, mm-hmm. right? Those just simple conversations, yeah, true. Just go so yeah. far. They go so yeah. far in true, the relationship. Honest discussions yes. about what because that was another thing. I, I saw my dad as this elite, like he's not really even human almost. Yeah. Because I didn't know that he struggled with, you know, whatever he struggled with. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I ne- never had any insight in that. And I'm not blaming my dad. That's just the way it was. Well, but that was it, right? Men never shared those things, right. especially right. not right. with your kids. Right. right. And that was not, it's, hey, do as I do, as I do or you think that I do. Right. Not, that was very much the mentality of fatherhood. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I've got to have this authoritative you know, uh, position and you just do what I say you do. I feel like we, as as adults and parents have evolved a little bit and that becoming a little bit more relatable, which opens up dialogue. And Tiffany's amazing at this is the dialogue that she has with, with my nine year old daughter is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, and that's so powerful because I, I agree with you, right? We need to be a parent, right? Yeah. It well, can't I, be friends. Well, remind me to go back on that. Cause I'll tell you how it was in the nineties for me. Yeah. It was totally the opposite. And, and what the, the, I mean, Ben, you put these stats out here, right? Like, and, and let's just specifically speak about fathers. Is kids are seventy five percent less likely to drop out of school if they have a present mm-hmm. father, 
and they're 80% less likely to wind up in jail with a present father. So those are staggering statistics yeah. and the importance of it. But it all starts with those those conversations, right? Like who are your friends? What do they, you know, yeah. what do they talk about? What yeah. are you guys doing? You know, like not from a fear standpoint, like tell me what you're doing. I need yeah. to know everything. Yeah. It's like we need to have conversations because you're not going to understand it at this age if I just tell you no. Right. You're just going to hide it and do it anyways. Right. Because you want to because your friends are doing it and that's cool and it feels good. What, what it takes is those conversations like, okay, here's why. Yeah. I need to be able to explain it to you in a way that you understand. And I don't know how you understand things if I don't have constant communication with you. Yeah. So that's one thing that's, it, to me, as fathers, and moms can talk about it, yeah. and, and they do a, a dang good job at it. But there's something different when a father, and, I, and I'll just speak to sons, when a father talks to his son yeah, man. in a heart-to-heart when, when so dad true. is vulnerable and you're yeah. walking through something with your son. You know what? And, and I want to go back to that, what I said earlier about, you know, having those conversations. In the 90s, when I was having, you know, when my kids were born, the, the older three, my first two, DJ and Miranda, I wasn't having those conversations. I was still stuck on how I was raised. Mm-hmm. I tell you what to do, you do it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Like if I could have heard this conversation that we're having right now mm-hmm. when I was 22, 23 years old, it would have been so informative, man, on just how to raise a kid because I didn't know any better. I just knew from how I was raised, I had uncles and that were in my life and they were just forceful. Mm-hmm. We didn't open up and talk about things. It was just like, hey, you know, get your ass over here and do this yeah, and do quit, that. And quit crying. Stop crying and yeah. get up and blah, blah, blah. That's how it was. Yeah. So what did I do? I was sort of the same way. I, did, I wasn't having open, open conversations mm-hmm. with my kids. And it took me to get later on and have my third son and Jaden to really start to see other people and how they're interacting with their yeah. kids for me to make that adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, as parents, we struggle with – the delusion or the illusion that our kids, yeah, that's not my kid. Right. Hmm. Right. I mean, think about it. Your kid is the most beautiful baby on the planet. There are some ugly ass kids out there. <laughs> yeah. And those parents don't <laughs> those think parents, that their yeah. kids are ugly. Yeah. Hey, there are some <laughs> badass kids out there that their parents don't think that they have the bad kids. Guess what? You have the bad kids. Yeah. Like it's okay. And that's, yeah. and that's, but we have to get this, delusional mentality that it's not going to happen to our kids because guess what if you're not having these conversations if you're not being present if you're not leading your kids Mm -hmm. in the right direction Mm -hmm. then yes your kid is just as susceptible as a kid in south central la is just as susceptible as bronx new york whatever it is so get it out of your mind it's not my kid my kid can't Yeah. yeah no you know what your kid is the same as the other kid that's being raised in a no parent household mm-hmm. or a single single parent household mm-hmm. because you're not present either. Yeah, yeah. So get over the fact oh, that your man. kid is not going to be the mm-hmm. one yeah. that's going to end up. A bad <laughs> you ever had kid? that conversation with people where I had a conversation one time? I'm not going to name my kid because he'll, <laughs> he'll be upset with me. But you always hear those conversations where yeah, you know, he was hanging out with the wrong crowd. You know, my kid was hanging out with yeah. the wrong crowd, and he and and they led him down this path. Well. One of my kids was was the wrong crowd. He was the wrong crowd. <laughs> and I was looking at it as, man, you're hanging out with these other kids. 
And then I finally got the realization of, uh, no, that's your dirty ass. That's your dirty laundry. You're the kid. Yeah. Once we got down to the meat of it, and it was eye-opening, man. Yeah. It was really eye-opening. I just couldn't. It, and it was simply because I wasn't having yeah. real conversations. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, the, the other aspect to this, that you know, we're, as we're encouraging young fathers and, and fathers of young kids is, and man, if you can figure this one out, the right way to do this, you can you could be a multi-billionaire allowing your kids in an appropriate manner to struggle and overcome mm-hmm. obstacles mm-hmm. it's a fine line man exactly because you're talking about my, my kid is the wrong crowd mm-hmm. so where do you start to come in and try to start changing the kid or do you let them figure it out themselves now that's an extreme example mm-hmm. A dumb example, the other day, my four-year-old and I were bringing the trash cans from the front yard to the backyard, mm. and I made him carry it yeah. himself. Yeah. And it's a dumb example, very dumb example. I get it. But I didn't help him once. Yeah. He was having a hard time with it. It was heavy. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to see what he can do. I'm going to see what he's made out of. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a dumb example, but it can translate no, it's to so, so many true, different things. It's so true. If I just went in there and just grabbed it for yeah. him, what is he going to learn yeah, from that? That's right. Yeah. And, and how? what does he realize that he's capable of doing yes. that's the thing like with luca mm-hmm. luca's and sorry bud but if you're listening we cuss so tiff won't let him um listen to this but uh <laughs> but because uncle darren's <laughs> mouth <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> am, am i that bad <laughs> but his biggest thing is i can't i can't yeah. And, and it's, it, it really, and it irks me too, right? It, it kills me. Like, we don't say I can't in this family. We don't right. say I can't. Right. And it's, and, and it took me a while to realize like, no, I've just got to let him keep doing it. Yeah. He just needs to, because then he does it and then he's jacked up yeah. about him finishing. And then he's like, okay, then he's more confident, right? And he builds it. You can't build confidence if everything is done for you. Mm-hmm. You have to battle. We talk about it in business. We talk about it in everything. You have to fail. Same thing with kids. Even on a small scale, like carrying the trash can in or getting through their homework or mm-hmm. pressing through some physical activity, whatever it may be. Like They need to fail because right. they need to learn what that threshold mm-hmm. is so that they can okay, I can raise the bar next time. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. we're running out of time, but yeah. a couple other things I wrote down as encouragement to us and, and to other fathers. Allow them to be kids. Take pressure off of them to grow up so quickly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, this is big for me because I think of my four-year-old is like he's 20 on some of the stuff that I'm requiring yep. of him. I'm like, he's just, just. Dude, he's an athlete too. Let so him you have got it fun. easy. You pretty much got it. Like there's, <laughs> man, there's some fine lines here, man. Yo, because, for sure. Yeah, none of this is uh, black and white. Yeah, but even on, like, even on, just listening to what Tyler had to say, like there's some times when in through your life where one thing you, you got to put them in uncomfortable positions. There are times in in life where you drop them off at a camp and they're looking back at you. Like I I dropped my five-year-old off at a camp this morning. He didn't know, he doesn't know any of the Mm -hmm. kids. And the first thing he did when he got out of the car, he looked back at me. And I think he was looking at me to like say, "Hey, I'll come get him." Yeah, yeah. come save me, bro. And I was like, "Hey, man, you're gonna have a good time." Mm-hmm. And took off, and it was hard. <laughs> the yes. wheels screeching. <laughs> yeah, it was hard, man, because I was like, I wanted to save him. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go back and save him. Yeah, but those are things. But also, we we interviewed someone a while back, and I can't remember remember who it was, but they said something about taking their kids to meetings. Taking he took his son yeah, is uh, the uh, sleep, sleep doctor. doctor. Sleep doctor. Yeah, Michael Bruce. Taking his son to meetings. Today was Jaden's first day. I brought yeah. him to the office yeah. this morning, right? Like 
I'm ashamed after hearing that I'm ashamed for all these years and being in all these meetings and going through all these experiences that I didn't bring my, my yeah. daughter, my mm-hmm. son with me. If you're out there listening, you own a business or you, or you can, you have the ability to take your kids to the office to see what you do on a day-to-day basis. Take yep. them. Yeah. Yep. I think that, see that. The, the only thing, you know, the thing back to let your kids be kids. Cause that's, I think that's, it's an important factor. And, and I do the same with my nine year old and not necessarily because like, I mean, she is a great, she's a good athlete, but like I expect because she is so good and, and great in so many things, I expect her to act like an adult. So like I come yeah. down on her harder for a kid mistake than yeah. I do any of the other kids. Yeah. Cause I don't let her, yeah, but, but the, also being like, like we're in this society where performance is everything. And my kids performance on the travel select team, you know, increases my standing as a, you know, as an adult and this and that, like, let your kids be kids. Don't mm-hmm. plan every single minute of their day yeah. associated with schoolwork, associated with sports, whatever it is, planning for college at four years old or right. six years old. Let the kids go out and play because what we're going to miss is we're going to miss the creative aspect. Mm-hmm. We have technology that <laughs> does our thinking for us. And we fill our day with activity, 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 activity. Let the kids be bored. Yeah, but what's the reality of this? Okay, I want to, uh, let's talk about the reality yeah. of this. Cause I got a little Move bit out to the country. That's the reality. No, here's the reality. Okay, so my son, I, I talk to Ben about this all the time. His son's really good in jujitsu, right? Uh-huh. He's aggressive. He goes hard all the time. I have a five-year-old. Really smart kid. But when he's in jujitsu, what do I always say? He doesn't. Yeah, he, he didn't. Yeah. He don't compete. Yeah. Like they have one on one, and I, this, I'm sure there are people that are listening, and I just want this is a real mm-hmm. situation. I'm asking, Judge Darren is what he's about to say. And I'm Judge asking Darren. for advice here, yeah. right? Yeah. He knows all the moves, mm-hmm. but when they spar, he doesn't go hard, right? And the wife, my wife, is on it. Like she's always saying, "Well, he's trying, he's trying, he's having a good time." Mm-hmm. The competitor in me is saying, hey, bro, you don't lose. When you go out there, I want you to go hard. Yeah. Like, just go hard. You got five minutes. Doesn't matter what it is. Just go hard. Just try. Just because see he doesn't how it give feels. me he doesn't give us the effort. He doesn't give me the effort, right? Yeah. And I see it because I just know that he just yeah. he doesn't have that competitive spirit. Have about you him. asked him? Have you said, would you do you want to win? He I have never asked him that. I, it's I've just never a question. Asked him that. Like, hey, bud, yeah. when you're sparring, do you want to win? Do you want to beat the other guy? Yeah. And just see what his, his answer is because he may, like your wife, like Tiffany said, he may just love being out there with the kids. But yeah, but he does. He, he enjoys, and if he doesn't he, want to, why is he going to put the work and in? And he's socially like that. He, he, he loves everyone. So yeah. here's how I've handled it I've been so, <laughs> I'm so competitive my own yeah. way. I have to turn. I can't leave not, the room. <laughs> I can't. I don't leave the room, but I have to turn because I know I'm going to say something. Yeah. Like I'm. Part of me wants to grab him to the yeah. side, and maybe that's just a simple question I need to ask mm-hmm. him. Hey, son, do you want to win? Mm-hmm. Do you know what winning feels like? Mm-hmm. Like just, and that's part of it because what we do is we project our wants and needs yeah. onto our kids, and sometimes we just don't ask. We don't. Ask. I don't. Yeah. Like Luca is literally the exact same way. He is like. He'll fall down anytime he's at football. If it gets hard, he's just crying. Yeah. Like there's just not a competitive bone in his body, and it's like, buddy, do you want to get better? Right. Like, do you want to play football and compete with mm-hmm. the other kids? Right. And I haven't asked him that either. Right. Like, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I have, but more of a condescending way. Yeah. Like, do you want to be good? Yeah, so Let's stop crying. I don't want to go down that road. Go yeah. ahead. You have, something, you have something to say? Yeah. Mm. If you can't hear Elizabeth basically saying she coaches kids in tennis and the kid will come out there and if they don't have a competitive spirit about them, she'll straight up ask, hey, is this what you want? Are you wanting to do this? Mm-hmm. And which leads exactly perfectly into another thing that I wrote down. Don't force your will or desire upon them. Let them pursue their passions, not yours. Mm-hmm. Now that one I can foresee is going to be a big struggle for me. Because athletics was such a big part of my life. Yeah. Now, my oldest son, he is a good athlete. He's going to be into sports. He's always wanted. I've never once told him, hey, let's go play something. He's always asking yeah. me. So not going to be an issue in that standpoint with him. My younger son, he's only one. I have no idea what he's going right. to be into. But if he's not into sports, it's going to be very easy for me to n- neglect them is not the right word, but maybe favor. Disown. Was it yeah, disown? Yeah, Was disown. that the word? Send his ass to <laughs> somebody else. No, but it's the tendency is going to be yeah. maybe to favor my other son because I, you know, he's yeah. doing things that I'm interested in. Maybe, right. maybe my second son wants to do music or wants to do play. Like, I don't know what Some he's going to be into. But I'm preemptively telling myself that's okay. Yeah. If he has no desire yeah. to do a sport. In fact, he's probably smarter for that. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's going to be better off alive. As a dad, one of the things that, I think we're always looking for, and my mom said it on the show, like my favorite thing was to see you happy. I think that's, I think that's mm. true across the board. Yeah. Is that like, we just really truly want to see our kids like genuinely happy. Now, I think a lot of us like think we're going to be happier if like the stuff he likes, I also right. like, right. but man, I just, I, I want my kids to just love what, whatever it is yeah. that they do. Absolutely. And, and, and here's the thing is think about how many kids played high school football. And they maybe had the ability, mm-hmm. but their just heart wasn't in it. If they're pursuing something because you tell them to, they're never going to be any yeah, good at it. Right. They're yeah. never. Yeah, because yeah. on hot days, oh, they're going to shut it down. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's the thing. As parents, as fathers, we always got to understand this, too. Like, we want to push our kids, whether it be in sports, boys or girls, and we want to push them so hard. But when they're out there on that field, man, they're, you're not there with them. Yeah, when it's hot as hell and they got the football helmet on, it's 120 degrees outside. They're out there by themselves. That's right. Like they need to figure out what it is that they want yeah. to do because you're not going to be able to help them out there on that on That's that right. field or on that court in that match or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And maybe as we wrap up here, uh, one thing to be aware of that something that has recently um, become apparent to me, and I think I've mentioned it on the show. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> apparent. A parent. 
<laughs> well, caught that one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, is <clears throat> father specifically is be very, very conscious of how you love your kids. And when I say that is make sure that your love is not conditional. Right. I'm not saying like, hey, don't mm-hmm. this, but like be aware. Mm-hmm. Be aware that if your kid does something good that you like, that he feels more love than when he does something bad. Obviously, there's right. a discipline aspect because what that does is it wires your kids to to say, hey, it's performance-based. Right. I'm only loved based on what I can do. do. Right. So be very conscious of that. Again, it's really hard to do as a parent. I'm not saying like, hey, you need to fix it. I'm just saying just be aware of it. Be aware that their love is unconditional from their father mm-hmm. and not conditional based off of what they do. Yeah. Right. So just be aware of that. I would really encourage fathers because so easily, oh my gosh, that was such a great game, son. All right, come on, let's go. Hey, we're going to go grab dinner. Yeah. And I tell you what, we're going to stop by Dick's and we're going to get you some gear and we're going to get you this. Like, just be very aware. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's obviously harder to do that when they're, they're, you know, acting up or they're being, you know, disobedient, whatever it may be. But, just make sure that that's yeah. they yeah. know that yeah. what they do has no correlation to how much they're loved. Yeah. And the last two things I wrote down, and, and probably the most important because of the time we live in. Well, number one, Darren, you said exposing your kids to different opportunities, mm-hmm. bringing your children to work meetings. You said you're kicking yourself because you never did that. Yeah, early well, on. Better late than never, right? right? Jaden's going to get to mm-hmm. do that. Judea, no doubt, will yeah. be able to get to do that. So, but this one might be the one for me. Expose your kids to different cultures and yeah. different environments. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a hundred times before. I've talked about it personally a hundred times before. The environment my children are growing up in, a lot of the kids in their class look just like them, mm-hmm. act like them, come from the same type of families they do. Mm-hmm. What's going to be very important for me, this is just me, I'm not going to force this on anybody else, but something that was part of my childhood was living in a third world country actually living there and then visiting frequently. And what's going to be important to me is exposing my children to other ways of life mm-hmm. and to other cultures and to other scenarios where people are less fortunate. That's right. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote fortunate that we deem fortunate. Right. Yeah. And, it, and thankfully it's not that hard. It's just a matter of driving 30 minutes South, yeah. driving to a different part of town, driving to a different neighborhood, volunteer events, to yeah. me, that's one of the most important things I'm going to be able to take to my kids is yeah. that perspective that this isn't the whole world. There's a big world out there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so that's so. And, and, strong, and lastly, let's, let's wrap up with this. Um, and I would just say, and we just did an episode not that long ago about gratitude. Just approach fatherhood with gratitude. You get to be a father. Right. There's, there is a number out there that don't get that same opportunity. Mm-hmm. You were blessed with, a child that you get to raise and impact and encourage, let's let's approach it. Let's approach yeah. it with gratitude. I know I'm grateful to be a dad. It's it's the best, second best, third best thing. That's third best, yeah, third best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> um, outside, of, you know, my faith, mm-hmm. my wife, yeah. and then my kids. Yeah. So yeah. just, I'm, I'm so grateful, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I would say there's two things that are out there that I, as if I had any advice to give, first of all, you're not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. That's why you have your wife and, and the communication <laughs> needs to be there with you and your wife to say, Hey, when I'm down, you need to lift me up. 
Or when you're down, I'm going to lift you up with these kids. Yeah. Or, or the done. kid's mother. It doesn't necessarily have to be wife, yeah. right? Or the kid's like, mother. Yeah. For the That's sake right. of the kids, make sure that compliment, right? Yeah. yeah. And tell your kids you love them. Like, legitimately, without any conditions, it's unconditional love. When Just was the first time a male them. told you that? Like, oh, man. Uh, my father told me that, and I still remember, and this was when I was playing in the NFL, and I had to be like 29 years old, 28 years old. 29 years old is the first time a male told you they loved you. Yeah. Wow. My dad, I yeah. was 21, and, and my dad was, was amazing, mm-hmm. but that was just not something that was He's part of it. Yeah. It was not. Yeah. It was the first time he hugged me, first yeah. time he said, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. So but I agree you, with you. Tell him. I don't remember. When, I mean, it wasn't something that we just did all the time. Yeah, we didn't hug. We didn't, just, that just wasn't a thing. But I don't yeah. remember the I'd first time he told that. me. I mean, I, I I think I was just new. Like yeah. I just, yeah. just know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I knew that too. Yeah. I, it was just it, to hear it was weird. Yeah, it was yeah. very weird. Yeah. And that's how I Awkward. was with my oldest <laughs> yeah. kids. You know, my older kids. I wasn't. My daughter now is a little different, and, and, and I. I feel ashamed about it. I was so loving with my daughter, and every day I'm telling her I love everybody. I should do the same thing with my boys, boys right? Yeah. And now I've learned just through maturity and watching and experience. Now with the second, the second go around with my five year old, I'm so much, so different. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pouring love into him, yeah. tell him every day I love him, mm-hmm. trying to be intentional with my time. I've learned. You know, I've I've gone through those processes and I, I learned so much. You know, you know what yeah. helped? You so, married an Italian. An Italian? <laughs> yeah, that's like oh, man, she's that's like every, every oh my second. kissing and love Goodness you, and, Lord. Yeah. Yes, because I was not yeah. like like that. And yeah. That's Tiffany yeah. leads the way on that. Yeah. You had three chances to get it right now, and you're like sixty, so it's much easier. Dude, to, I'm right, right, it's like fine wine, dog. That's Fifty what I'm years, fifty you got all years. The I mean, I feel like you realize the book catalog of parenting. Parenting oh, dog, books that man, he's, he's had it. access to. And look at I mean, him. I think, I mean, yeah, since. Father of the year. Yeah, since yeah. like Aristotle. Yeah. I mean, really. How to spank a child. <laughs> <laughs> Five fingers. Well, hey, what was that? There was a book. This is funny. Uh, what was it called? Uh, it was like the big disciplined parenting book. Um, oh, my gosh. It, like, had, it had the whole package, and it came with like a spanker, too. You remember that? No. A book came with a a book came with a nice. spanker. It was like Jeez, a faith based like curriculum for parenting. Like what the fuck are you, you reading? How to waterboard your kid? Darren, hey, Darren, Darren, I told you I don't read. Right. I don't read past chapter three, Darren, so hey. I never got to the waterboarding chapter. White folks, white folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you waterboard your kids. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, tuning in. Hey, happy Father's yeah, Day. Happy yes. Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You too. Yeah, all you, all you. Yeah. Dads out there, bring yeah. us out. That, that felt right, Darren. Yeah. Bring us out. Take us out. No, I, I just did. I said, "Hey, thanks for following." Uh, if you want to tune in to the, what's our watch, Instagram handle? It's uh, <laughs> at, at the Darren Woodson Show, nope. or you can follow you can follow me at Darren Woodson Twenty Eight. You know, he knows that one. <laughs> You're bringing us out. You're doing the social media plug from now on. Uh, hey, so what is uh, what is our uh, our Instagram is at Darren Woodson Show. There's no the. Oh, at our TikTok is at Darren Woodson Show. Oh, we did get. The Twitter, TikTok. yeah, we well, got the as Tyler the, the says. Twitter. I know we've been on the Twitter. Yeah. Well, we've the been on the Google for a while, right? <laughs> on the Google. 
no, seriously, thanks for tuning in and, uh, you know, continue to follow us and continue to share. Man, we, we've had a, a great time, um, a lot, specifically with the interactions yeah. that we had on the Good Friday. Yeah. So just feel keep Good on, Friday. Feel don't, good Friday. Don't, don't get it twisted. It's the not Good Friday. Good, the good, good Friday. Feel Good Friday. We've had a good time with all the interaction and, and uh, this show is continuing to grow, yeah. man. Uh, the cool partners, the, the partners are, 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 you know, running alongside of us to those at, uh, Choctaw resort and casino. Thank you. Yeah. For, for wives go, go get something. Go get the spa. Concert treatment. tickets, spa, yeah. get away. Yeah. Choctaw. And take your wife, man. Going to. There you go. All right. Thanks y'all. Thanks again. Okay.